Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Passes away in flight. Oh, H-148. That's flight. Oh, H-148. Please approach the gate. Your flight is now ready for boarding. Your life is new now to Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you listening to the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yas, and Stephen. You land them boys like crazy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> we in this B. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. What's going on? We're here. We're, um... Myself, Yaf, Kung Fu Kenny. Yay. <laughs> K. Dot Kaizen Kenlock in the building beside me. That. Shouts out to. Uh, I was going to try and find a fun name for tomorrow. But <laughs> what do you go by tomorrow? What's the funnest thing you've ever been called? Buffalo Cats. Buffalo Cats. Yeah. Great story behind that, but maybe, maybe later on we'll, we'll divulge into that. Um, been the hostess of the Moses so far. Thank you for my cold refrigerated water. <laughs> Slaps. Um, and then we have my good friend. <laughs> my man in the plus three Hello, one yeah. operations, Kwame yes. Wilson. Thank you, thank you. Thank How are you, you feeling, Kwame? Um, greetings from Amsterdam, Netherlands. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Happy Monday. Great result on the football. For all of my um, egg-eating Ghanaians, we're, we're, we're very happy that we beat... Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. We have scored in both games, and now we have won. So if anything happens, we've won. So any Nigerians that might belong to this podcast, don't chat to me if something happens <laughs> on Friday. I'm looking forward to um, the Uruguay game. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's going to be the... Game. Of, of different levels. Because Uruguay have to win now because they lost... And we just have to win because what Uruguay was what messed what up. um what year was that 2010 2010 yeah 2010 years ago. oh my gosh 12, 12 years, years ago Suarez is still about yeah wow yeah in South Africa the whole of Africa was rooting for Ghana and had we won that we would have been the first team ever to have made it to a World Cup semi final oh man if that was really sad existed then oh yeah oh, no 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 but he if got what? sent off it was the penalty anyway. He got sent off. He got sent off. The issue, yeah. the issue was, that's correct. The issue was, well, as, as Amojan pelted the penalty, hit the crossbar. Suarez walking off the pitch, and rather than leaving, he visibly ce- celebrated like he had just done Won't the most. Up. Yeah, <laughs> Basically. and it was like, bro. But the put me in that is, situation, put any of us in that situation, we're probably going to take the L. That's it. Country, that's it. Like, to be he honest actually, with you. He, yeah, put his hand, he put his hand out to defend his country's right to participate in the World Cup. There's nothing dishonorable about that. But it's Bro, the way if he, any of the England players did that to get them into a, you, a final you, of the World you, Cup... You, you, you'd be proud of them. Of course you would. If, it was, if the, the shoe was on the other foot is. and Azamojan did the, 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 uh, made the handball... And then Suarez missed the pen. Ghana's up in raptures, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but when, it, when is that game, Kwame? Friday. 
Friday, okay. Friday. I'm sure we'll be locked into that. Um, but I'm actually kind of disappointed that you Ooh. haven't asked Kieran a question yet, though. Oh, great. Minds think alike. I'm not going to lie. Kieran, you I have a question, my brother. What's that question? What are we listening to? <laughs> so bad, but so good. So bad, but so good. Yo, if you're listening, you're tuned in to the Out of Home podcast. A show brought to you by four Londoners capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. In the building, plus four four, you got myself, Kieran, right next to Yaf, hold tight tomorrow. And over there in a the plus three one operations, we've got our man, newly married man, Mr. Wilson. And shout out to Thank Stephen, you. who's also yes. across the pond. I don't know that um that code, area code, number code. Oh, we'll find out. But he Keep is going. he is repping out of home at the World Cup in Qatar, doing his best Showtime Stephen. I was going to say, like, act, but it's not an act. <laughs> no, no, it's he's, he's, he's a trench. Man. It's not it's an act. It's not an act. He's actually just living life as Showtime Steve would do anywhere in the world, to be honest with you. Ooh. News, just like breaking news. Go on. The area code for Qatar. Yes. It's plus nine seven four. Okay. I knew Stephen oh. repping at plus nine seven four. Oh, like oh, who comes up that... with these area name like codes? I'm yeah. so curious. Also, how comes Qatar is like three digit? Well, a lot of countries three digit actually. Even Ghana is. But there's a stadium called nine seven four. In there's Qatar. a stadium called nine seven four. Yeah, and I think that's the one which has like is made of like uh, transportable containers. Oh, really? So after the World Cup, they'll break it down and then just shift it, which is actually quite innovative if you think about it. That's interesting. Wow, that's so interesting. interesting. You just broke down some of the things that happen in Qatar, Kwame, because we do have our man on the ground. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Steve. But before we get to Showtime, Steve, um, we are still within our month of Apple Spotlight. So shout out to all our new listeners. Yes, well Shout out to our old listeners. If you're here and you're, you just got here, this is the Out of Home Podcast. Uh, as I said, we are four Londoners. We came from London, moved to Amsterdam, where this show started in 2019. We've been going at it for three years. Uh, we've won a few awards. We've done some amazing things. We've gone on, uh, I would say... Team trips. Life-changing. Life-changing trips. Um, I've seen parts of the world I never expected to see. <laughs> yeah, we have. And we've spoken to some some amazing guests. So um, if you are here, thank you. If you are one of our um, loyal and lovely listeners, do you know what I'm going to ask you to do right now? Because I, I always forget. I always forget. If you are listening to us on whatever device you're listening to, go to our out-of-home like homepage for that. Um, platform, so if it's Apple Podcast or whichever ever want, and rate the show. Like, just go and rate the show. Some people are hating; they think we're rubbish, but I don't believe them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> drop us, drop us a, a rating. It helps us move up in the podcast world, uh, bring more people to the show, and obviously give you better content as the time goes on. But yeah, where are you? Where are you? Yaf? Where was I? Yes. Or where was Stephen? Where was Stephen? Stephen, my brother, <laughs> take away and give us that update. Yo, man, what are you saying? Stephen out here in Qatar, 
and uh, yeah, missing you guys. I know that you're recording. Um, just wanted to drop some thoughts on what's been going on out here. Um, yeah, so you're probably at this stage asking what made you smile this week. And for me, making me smile this week is obviously being out here in Qatar for the World Cup and then just kind of reconnecting uh, with football, which is a passion of mine, um, meeting different people, um, going out, seeing different cultures and just witnessing and observing everybody's love of the game and how it's the same game but expressed in different ways. And what I mean by that is going to the stadium and just seeing like the differences between um, all the cultures has just been really amazing for me um, to just sit back and observe. Uh, for example, kind of we have the African teams who kind of um, playing drums, praise and worship is a part of the songs that they sing. Uh, whereas you have the Argentinian fans who are extremely, extremely, extremely passionate and and uh, also very vocal in kind of like sharing their opinion. And then you have like the Qataris who kind of express their love of the game in different ways. You know, they sit down, um, they're wearing their kind of like their traditional everyday garments as well, which is, looks amazing when you see it on like on mass as well. It just looks super clean and it's just like a really strong uh, look as well. But like they tend to sit down a little bit more and then, um, but they do get up when um, something exciting is happening in the, in the game. So it's been good to see how they interact with different types of like fan and culture as well. That's really kind of um, fascinated me. And everyone's been getting on really well for the most part of it, like people respecting everyone's culture. Um, there's been no issues in terms of like lack of drinking or anything like that. And someone told me that also in France, 98, you weren't allowed to drink in French stadiums as well. So this is like not a new concept. I feel like it's something that's been really honed in on. And like one of the iconic images for me was like... A, as an England fan with one a World Cup in his hand and then um, a, mock, um, a replica World Cup in his hand and then, like, a, a bottle of water in the other hand. Like, normally, when you watch England fans, that would be, like, a World Cup in one hand and, like, a pint of beer in the other. So it just kind of just showed, like, yo, it's the same vibe. It's just different. It's just a healthier and, and, and cleaner uh, World Cup, if you like. Um the stadiums have been really amazing. Like, um, the issue of heat has not been a factor at all. Like, all brand-new state-of-the-art stadiums, apart from a couple, like, facilities are just, like, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm really curious what happens to some of the infrastructure long after the World Cup's gone. But, like, it's just been, like, beautiful to see these different stadiums. Um, but, yeah, no, I've just been enjoying different cultures. I've seen quite a few games as well. I've seen um, kind of... I think I've seen a game from each part of the continent, which has been dope to see as well. My favourite game um, probably be, like, the Senegal game where they kind of edged out uh, winners. Um, it was really, like, nervy because um, there was, like, 10 minutes added on at the end. Uh, there's been, like, crazy amounts of additional time added on. Um, but, yeah, that's probably my favourite game, just the atmosphere in the stadium was good and the game was a really good game. Uh, outside of, like, football as well, I've been linking up with, like, Jenny and Adil, shouts to them. So it's been amazing to come out of home but still feel like I'm at home uh, through the individuals I've met. So Adil's been doing a dope work on on, on the FIFA side, um, organising the tournaments, and it's been great to see, like, all the stuff that he's been working on come to fruition as well. And then uh, Jenny's been out here as well, also working, and it's been good to, like, um, just be able to go out with them, um, see some games, and just kind of compare notes so that you don't feel like you're 
alone in this like new country, new city. So that's been uh, really nice. And as you know, me and Adil have been turning up as we tend to do, which has been like amazing. Um, just good vibes, like different fans out there, just catching up with with him as well. And then obviously it wouldn't be me without a story. So um, I think we went out. Um, straight after the game but Adil didn't go to the game he just went straight out and then I just remember a message from him saying that yeah uh, didn't go to the game didn't make it to the game but I'm eight pints in and I'll see you at X location I was just like already knew it was going to be a fantastic night when I saw that uh, eventually linked up with uh, Adil and then uh, the vibes were like just just great um, good music just catching up with him good to see him like letting his hair down literally and figuratively um, and then some of these stories are, will only be available for those that subscribe to the Out of Home podcast premium. I can't be giving away these uh, premium stories, but um, there's more to this story than I can let on at this moment in time for um, government purposes. Um, but afterwards, yeah, it's a mad thing. So um, I tried to get back home, like three or four, call my Uber. And then on my way, um, there's this car and they're playing like a Mappiano music and the guys are just vibing. This is what I love about the World Cup. Everybody's just on a good vibe. So like they roll down the windows, they're vibing, I'm recording and like we're just having like a bit of banter between us and then just capturing um, that moment of joy. Uh, just spontaneous moment of joy was great. Um, but I was short-lived as my Uber popped a flat tyre. And this was like 3, 4 in the morning. And then I didn't really know the etiquette. I was like, do I stand? Do I stay by my man? Do I abandon ship? What do I do? Um, eventually band, abandoned ship um, and then um, managed to flag down um, another another Uber and then um, make it home. But like that whole day was just full of like little random incidents that could only happen to me. And like I said, once I'm back, I'll give you the full 411. But, um, but yeah, man, it's been a great tournament so far. Um, dope games, dope goals as well. And... Yeah, I'm hoping to see a little bit more of Qatari culture. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how I can take a couple of days off watching games and like, go and visit the museum, um, go to a restaurant. So trying to proactively do that because I think it would be a shame to go back without um, seeing some of those other aspects. But yeah, hope you man are blessed. Uh, looking forward to linking up when I come back. And yeah, this is me. And we're back. <laughs> Showtime Steve doing what he does best. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> He's, a, he's actually a living his best life, you know. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Indubitably, he loves it so much. How many major tournaments has Stephen been to? I reckon it's well within like it's, it's double digits probably now. Must be. I think it's double digits. Yeah. One thing that I, I did, well, I'll, yeah. I'll give Stephen credit for was um, um, noticing the Japanese fans before it made major news. True. Like he he True. put up a post. He put up a picture of like the carrier bags. I was like, what's that? He's like, oh, they're gonna clean the stadium after it's amazing, it. Wasn't I was it? like, wow, man, wow. There's some. There's been some really cool things happening at the World Cup, I guess. Like, we should definitely talk about those. Yeah. Before that, though, mm-hmm. uh, let's go into our weekly segment. Uh, I guess again for our new listeners, this is something that we do to kind of level set, appreciate what's been going on in the last seven days. Yeah, yeah. And just take stock in the positive side of life. Um, it's called "What Made You Smile" this week. Uh, so I'm going to actually shoot off to Kwame in the plus three one operation. What's been making you smile over there, my brother? You're smiling already, so I'm curious to know. Uh-huh. I was just smiling because uh, I was just thinking of a trip when uh, I saw some some fans uh, tally up a game 
when I was in the country a couple of years ago. But, you know, let's leave. Let's, oh let's move on. Kwame <laughs> went to Japan. Osaka. How many times did you go? Once or twice? Once. Once for I've been to like Japan once, months. but I tell people like I've been 5,000 times. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> swiftly moving on. What made me smile? Um, this week, it's been a, a good week. No, what made me smile? Um, yeah. <sighs> it's been a good week. I don't even know. <laughs> Do you remember when no, you no, what made me smile? Just yeah. conversations. That's it, conversations. Like catching up with people, a lot has happened. Um, so it's been good to connect people. It's been good to like to thank people for actually coming to my registration of my celebration. Um, of your partner. Next year, hopefully. The big wedding, yes, me and my partner. So we're very happy with that. And, um, yeah, just connecting with people and uh, uh, what happened? Savior. I saw some people. I saw Nathan and David just around, in and around town. I had a, I had a, a yeah, and, I'm, and I look forward to meeting more of those people over the coming weeks, like Tariq. Uh, was going to go to Ghana, but that's not happening now. But no? that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, but all good. Um, and yeah, I look forward to maybe going on a little adventure with my partner, maybe to North Africa, somewhere like sunny in Europe during the December time. And um, yeah, and also, I had a good conversation with my friend, with my good friend Stephanie, who has just joined the Out of Home Club. Shout out to her. Oh, well, did she, uh, did she, um, did she move to Dubai? Oh, look at this. She's going to love this. Yeah, she moved to Dubai and I had, a, I had a good chat with her today. She'll be speaking about it for quite a while. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm very excited for her. I think she's like two weeks in and I just told her, listen, this is a beautiful experience. Whatever happens, no one, no one takes away from you. You're going you're gonna to see some amazing things and some wild yeah. things. And mm -hmm. at least no matter what happens, you'll be like, oh, I wonder what life will be like if I... Now she'll know, which is a beautiful thing, you understand. So, yeah, so like she's now an out-of-home and I, and I look forward to hearing many out-of-home experiences in Dubai and hopefully um, I can visit her sometime soon. That's what made me smile in the past three one operation. I'm going to ask my guy looking like a, a understudy for Trevor Nelson, um, <laughs> the lick in that pose. The lick. Mr. Kieran, Mr. Kieran <laughs> Kenlock, what made, what, what, what uh, made you... Uh, what made you chuckle oh. last week or smile <laughs> the charming chuckle uh, that, chuckle, I don't know chuckle. if that's made a made a um, appearance on the podcast for a while the charming chuckle yeah do you remember that, like we used to open uh... uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it'll come out we'll get it today we'll get it today charming chuckle is a legendary sound it's a warm it's a warm it's a warm it's a warm uh, it's a warm sound if people listen to this in their headphones their expensive bluetooth headphones they're going to feel the charming yeah, chuckle like, resonate through their soul. Let me wrap you the, in. My they will feel the vibration of the chuckle. Huh? Facts. So they will um, feel the vibrations the of your famous chuckle. The football. Football's been making you smile. The football. I, you know, Amazing. like, um, I guess, there's, in actual, it's football, and I'll get round to everything, but um, as you all know, I've got a, a, a vast history or a long, a long-standing history of football. And usually, I had I don't really watch that much of it anymore. In the last couple of years, I've tried to follow Arsenal a lot more because there was a period of my time or my life where I was just like decided not that I didn't want to watch football. But the World Cup being in well being now and in November, and with the games coming thick and fast, I've purposely tried to like set time aside to like 
watch the games and yeah, appreciate man. football for what it is. Rightfully so, bro. Um, and I've enjoyed it, man. I've enjoyed it because you get to see different cultures clash. You get to see different styles of play. You get to see, like, who's coming up. You get to see some of your old heroes yeah. on their last um, their last World Cup and that. But, um, yeah, basically football, which leads me into another thing that's also been, like, I guess making me smile but also making me think is that um, I kind of finally decided that I'm going to write something. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I finally figured out, like, basically figured out, like, the um, the structure of it, um, how I want to do it, and there'll be more, there'll be more, obviously, more conversations around it as I, as it builds and it develops, but it, it's um, something that's very close to my heart, and I feel like I'm really excited to get it started, you know? For context, yeah. lovely listeners, Kieran has been the man behind several creative projects. Thank you, sir. Um... Award-winning projects, Matt, we had as well. Award-winning. Award-winning. Very true, Kwame. Thank you for that. Thank you, bro. Um, the last one, most notably, would be Chasing Shadows. I yeah, would probably Chasing say. Shadows, yeah. Which was... Um, uh, what, how would you label Chasing Shadows, actually? Chasing Shadows is... It's kind... It's a short film. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking short film about the... The ups and downs of young footballers in academy systems who don't necessarily make it to become professional footballers yeah. with a strong focus on UK um, footballers. Uh, as being one of those, I felt like lending my hand to that project was very uh, personal and it was a I was able to like um, talk about experiences which I had, which millions of boys have as well. There was a lot of response from it I feel like it changed the conversation within the industry as well. But I feel like now is the time that I want to dig deeper into that and talk about uh, my own experiences, but with, like, a bigger scale. So the short film kind of ladders up into this next project, which Very is nice. something I'm really excited for. But, yeah. Yes, good, sir. What's been making you smile, bro? Oh, man. Um few things actually a few things so over the weekend yeah i got to celebrate my niece's first birthday oh dope. i am an uncle officially an <laughs> uncle and um oh man i just sound so old saying this but like you know when you see little babies yeah yeah they just grow so quickly fam. Bro. like over months they grow so quickly if you don't like if you don't see them in like two weeks three weeks you can go from crawling to running around. Brother, brother, it's mad. Go from not knowing anything to calling you by your name. Bro. From not being able to chew to holding a chicken drumstick. Fam, it's all mad. Bro, the updates are mad, fam. <laughs> updates come quicker than Apple because I feel like I get iOS update constantly on Apple these days. Um, but yeah, man, like... I remember when I was young and random people who... I remember when I was young. Part of my family... <laughs> Used to say, "Oh, you've grown so much." I'm just like, "Fam, I don't even know who you are, but thank the you." The cliche thing. Look how big you get. That's me, bro. That's me now. Uh, so it was a beautiful moment of just celebrating her birthday, and then just yeah, accepting that I'm a fucking uncle. Um, and then the other two things. So today, the 28th of November, which is the day we happen to be recording. Yeah. It's two things. It's 25 years since GTA was 
officially launched. As in Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto. That wow. Incredible, incredible franchise of games that I'm sure everyone here has had some sort of contact yes. with. Yes. Shouts out to San Andreas, bruv. Oh, every time. Well, who was the... Um... Every time. CJ. <laughs> CJ. Okay. No. <laughs> Grove Street. Rockstar uh, games. Gro That's what no, I was going to ask. Grave Street. Grape Street. Gang. What was the name of his gang? Ooh. Great. Do you know what? I'm actually going to say Vice City was the best one, you know? I, I'm going to... I'm yeah. with you. Sorry, San Andreas. Like, looking at... Do you know what, yeah? Gameplay, yeah. San Andreas was... For me, just felt too real, fam. Oh, do you know God. what? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... This is how you know I'm a waste, man, fam. <laughs> when I used to play San Andreas, yeah? <laughs> it was so real that I didn't want to do the side missions. Because I was like, what if I die? <laughs> 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 bruv, that shit was oh, too I real. Don't, I don't think you're the only one who felt <laughs> to be fair. It was oh. way too real, man. But shout out them, like, 25 years. Yeah. That's crazy. That actually does... Do you remember the first one? It was all, like, um, bird's eye view. Yeah, I do. And yeah. I just remember there was, like... I don't, rem don't know why, but I just vividly remember there used to be, like, Harry Krishna's... Yes. He used to, like, chase you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To try and escape from Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my favourite... Like, Vice City is my favourite, only because the radio stations in the cars, oh, bro. Oh, my goodness me, bro. The radio stations no, no, in the no, cars no, no, on Vice no, City no, no, were no, great, no, bro. No, no, no. Wavy, no, no, isn't it? No. It was, for me, Games it was really Game FM in, uh, in, in Grand Theft Auto 3. There was, uh, that was, that was the hip-hop station that was voiced by Stretch Armstrong, I want to say. Yeah. And there really? was um, a freestyle by Jojo, Pel Pel Jojo Pellegrino, and he said something about, and you, and you can catch a fresh slice, and I ain't talk about no pizza that's hot. And I was like, oh, that's so violent, but excellent, bro. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just love that game, bro. And it was so raw. Like, the graphics weren't the best, but the gameplay was so massive. Remember, the lead character had no name and said no words. And wow. that's because they basically, like, didn't have the time or the... The, the, the minerals to, to give him any kind of personality. They was like, no, let's push the game out. Bro, he had no... He just, he, just, he just always used to know interpretation. I, I can't yeah, lie, yeah. Great when game. I played Vice City, I don't think I clocked it because once I found out the cheat code, man was just doing up. Just using and abusing. Just using and abusing, oh Do you know how you know I'm a waste man? Do you know what I used to do? Like, if I had a long day at school, yeah. <laughs> this is school times, bro. Like, hand-me-down blazers and shit. Yeah. If I had a long day, I would just... Steal a car on GTA and go for a drive <laughs> to clear my head. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When you go for this drive in the virtual world, you look like metaverse, though. Young Would me, you, though. Go for a drive, fam. No, no. Today was like, too much. But, but, like, but like, what? But, but like, would you, would you, would you be on smoke? Would you, would you be shooting people, or you just go for a drive? Bro, I'm just calmly driving, listening to the That's radio, beautiful. bro. That's beautiful. Yeah, Yo, but I had sometimes. When, when, I had sometimes when I also would like drive, but also I would also um, obey the actually obey the obey the like tra traffic lights, innit? it? Like, I yeah. Oh yeah, you do some dumb shit on that game, innit? <laughs> yeah, I do some dumb, dumb shit like that as well. Like you just rub the car, but the lights are red. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to know everyone's like, mannerisms on GTA. Do you know what's so what funny to do? So. <laughs> so my mum would never let me like have actual violent games and stuff like that in it. So like when she'd come in and I'd play in it, I'd just make sure that I was on in the car. She's like, What are you doing? I was like, 
Driving, car racing. Driving game. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Kieran. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> it's a driving game. Uh, if she ever saw that, man just had the flamethrower. <laughs> Just torching the city <laughs> for no reason. Using the flamethrower, some knuckle dust for on. no reason. Bro, <laughs> that game, that game could be really violent, you know. It's so yeah. bad. It was so bad, fam. I, I got a really funny one though. I got a funny one before we get into this properly. Um, <laughs> I saw it somewhere. I was like, let me ask the man what they would do. And keeping on the same sort of like Grand Theft Auto kind of vibes, oh, yeah. Um, so you're a burglar, right? But you only steal all... things. If that inconvenience I, I, people, what are you taking? Oh, this is kind of like sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> that no, so that in inconvenience people. No, like you're you're just a burglar. Yeah, you could be in someone's house, like, but you only steal things that inconvenience people. Like, what are you taking? If I was really petty, uh, coat hangers. Would you say coat hangers? Coat hangers. <laughs> just, just. I'll come in your house and lick down all your coat hangers and that's it. <laughs> Everything else would be towels. Like precariously. Like. <laughs> towels. What'd you say? Towels, 100%. Yeah, I said towels. <laughs> I don't think or, there's a worse um, feeling than coming out of the shower. <laughs> like you forgot oh, bro. your towel upstairs or something. And the panic. The panic. Brother. No, long. Very long. Uh, towels. Kieran, what, what, what would yours be? I got one more actually. But what I was thinking be? about it. I was like, if I was in the house, I, I didn't know what. I probably wouldn't steal anything, but I just clip all of the um, electric electric um, plugs. <laughs> oh wow, that's, that's dark. I'd steal the electric plugs. Now, do you know what I'll do? I'll like. Wow, so shouts out to the fucking dream chasers outside, bro. That was some loud motorbike. That was Hell's Angels, bro. There were no dream chasers down here. We South Grinton. Shouts out to Meek Mill. He's out here. Now, do you know what I do? Chino MMG, get... bro. He's really out here on these streets, isn't it, bro? One time for Chino, fam. I'd get every, like, TV remote I could find. Yeah. And I'd, like, break the on button. Steal all the batteries out of all of the appliances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's too stupid, fam. I was like, oh, what do these men would do? Steve would have a good one. Oh, my God. Steve <laughs> would have a field day with this question. <laughs> no, no. He would, he would have his own podcast series of it. But, like, do you remember back in the day when you'd have to, speaking of TVs and you have to be in a, a, a petulant goon, but um, the, you remember, you remember you used to have, like, the, 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 the TV remote and at the back you had the batteries which had to be lined up a certain way to, so the current yeah. could flow. So you had to, yeah. positive and negative, right? And in general, like, that still, was, still exists. Quite, that still happens still in 2022. Yeah, 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 yeah. That still happened. In Japan, not. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm still maybe, not in, maybe not in the Kwame Kingdom. Uh, hey, <laughs> where you have, like, no, vibranium uh, operating. <laughs> <a> remote, <laughs> vibranium. In no, the no, real world, no. everyone else still uses remote uh, batteries for their A quick one. No, no, no. No, this is what I'm going to say, though. Do you remember when Duracell, I think, or maybe Energize as well, Duracell had that, uh, maybe I'm sure my... I know exactly what you're talking about. Go on. I love Had this. The, the thing used to press. And you can and see you how much battery see... was left. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. How ingenious. I loved it. But you have to press really hard, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't the best user experience, but it was quite clever at the time. Uncleisms. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've, had, you've pressed on a battery before, right? I have not pressed on a battery before, no. Wow, jeez. Okay. Can't say I have that. Battery. Oh, yes. Well, 
speaking of speaking of speaking of privileges, we come to you in 4K and 3D, however whatever the audio form is, because we have free mics again. Last week we were Oh yeah. We were doing like we, we were doing like Lalano Richie and the Commodores all around one <laughs> mic. But now we all can hear our booming voices and and yeah, so we're happy about that. So yeah, yeah. shout, shout out to Motown last week. We were just in the Motown. Yeah. Record, so <laughs> yeah. One time for Barry Gordy and them, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to, we had to yes. get, gather around one mic. So we do apologise for any inconvenience you may have had listening to last week, but we're back in full rich Dolby sound. Dolby sound. Yeah. We back, there baby. We back, baby. There we go. All right, let's, uh, should we get into some of these World Cup stories? Then? Yeah, man. Go for, it, go for it, go for it, go for um, it. I know Kwame, you referenced... No, um, Kieran, you referenced Stephen yeah. um, uncovering that Japan story. I think um, one of the one of the dopest things I've seen recently is the um, the all female cast covering the Saudi Arabia game against uh, Poland on the weekend. So it's the first time that uh, a broadcaster has used an all female cast to to cover a game, which I thought was amazing. Sick. Um, and apparently it was a female director as well. Yeah. So it was like f- full-on female cast covering the game. It was Eni Aluko, Karen Carney, and Seema Was it on well, ITV or BBC, sick. my guys? Sorry? Was it on ITV or BBC? Was it on the English It was on channel? ITV. Okay, so nice, 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 nice. And in general, I've been really, I've been really pleased with the, um, like, the way that ITV and BBC in the UK have been... I don't want to say equality, but like they've had a really diverse uh, mix of people covering yeah. games, like good balance of men and women, mm-hmm. people of color. So you can see that they've been really intentional with it, which yeah. I love. And although some may argue tokenism is being used here, I mean, I would call this positive tokenism because you see, I mean, you never know what it's doing for young people watching it. Yeah, it just shifts the perception of where the game is and how it should be broadcasting, spoken about, etc., etc. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been one of my, one of the sickest things that I've seen. I think they've, they've even had, like, um, commentary by women as well, which has been awesome as well. So, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I think um, I said earlier about the Japanese fans. That was really, that was really cool to see. And players, by the way. And players. Yeah, the they players were did the well. same. The players did the same in the changing room. So, if you don't know what we're talking about... Um, after Japan's first game, the fans went around the stadium with um, carrier bags, which they bought before the game, to clear the mess that was made by all of the fans in the stadium. And I just thought it was such a dope thing. I guess it's a, 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 a cultural thing that they do in Japan anyway, to leave the place so, how they found it. So amazing. But it was crazy juxtaposed that with like England playing... And you're seeing beers being thrown up at a box park at 11 a.m. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. The poor box park staff having to clean up shit from the walls and whatever. But it's just crazy. Like I, I really enjoyed. I've, I've really enjoyed seeing the different cultures come to the World Cup and how people are enjoying it. I think people have had this misconception about Qatar and I guess how football would be brought there, and and it hasn't come without its own like. I guess, uh, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Um, without its own, like, I'm trying to find the right word, and I'm the stuck. up. Yeah. You don't mean controversy. Controversy. Oh, okay. Yeah, without, without its own controversy. But I think, for the most part, like, this has been a really well-organised tournament. 
and people have behaved themselves. Maybe that's because there's no beer in stadiums. <laughs> but um, I've seen videos of like people really vibing with like different coaches outside the games, inside the games, and it just seems like it's a really nice vibe. Do you know what I'm saying? Touche. Why UK? Um, yeah, it's been really nice to see. Um, like, because also like Qatar is a very unique country where apparently. It's only filled up with like ten percent of Qatari, so it's a very mm. international community, and just like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really nice to see. Um, also, did, also there's been a lot of, of of controversies about some laws, and America have tried to like change or alter Iran's flag because of the issues of what's going on with Iran right now. And even today, during the Portugal Uruguay match, a guy came uh, wearing uh, a rainbow flag in support of LGBTQIA, and on his T-shirt said, free reigning women. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so yeah, a lot of things have come to come to service, yeah. which has been a point of conjecture. But the games mm. have been good, the vibes have been good. I've heard no issues of violence or what have you, which can happen sometimes in, in sport or what have you. So, yeah, um, I'm happy. It's, today I, I saw a, 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 a Ghanaian man, Billy, Overly, overly remonstrating and celebrating in front of some like South Korean fans, like you know, like you, like you know, <laughs> oh, when, like, 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 someone's mocking a bit too much in it, like, bro, just relax in it. But I, I believe it was all in good jest. So, yeah, no, it's been, it's been good to see. Do you know? Do you know what else was quite cool? Um, so, so last week we spoke about all of the, um, I guess, like the people commentating around. World Cup being hosted in Qatar, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. And I, I know we're going to um, reference one of our listeners, um, listeners who, yeah. who made a comment. So um, what I thought was really, really cool is the players kind of like taking matters into their own hands this is, yeah. and taking a stand for what they believe in. I think I saw really two really powerful instances. Germany? The Germany national team. Yeah. Where... For the team photo, they put their they cover their mouths with their hands as if to say that they're they've been silenced mm-hmm. because um, it transpired that FIFA had actually blocked the teams from wearing a rainbow colored armband, and the rainbow colored armband is is was to be worn by the team captain and symbolise that they obviously stand for uh, stand with the LGBTQIA community. So um, that it was announced that FIFA weren't going to allow teams to. To, to wear the armband and if they did they'd receive a yellow card instantly yeah um so the germany national team covered their mouths before the um before the game kicked off which i thought was really really powerful yeah. just visual to see um and then the other one was actually iran so when england faced iran on actually a week ago now uh, they didn't sing their national anthem almost as a bit of like a I don't want to say a protest, but... Silent protest, if you may. Yeah, <laughs> very much. So, I mean, do you know what, yeah? We all, you know, we love culture, we love sport, and we're yeah. all connected to sport in some way, right? And I think when we see things like this on the most global stage, one of, if not the most um, viewed sports, sporting occasions mm. in the world, I just think it's so dope when athletes can take matters into their own hand and just make a stand that's bigger than any politician yeah. or anyone else can. I think that's what we were saying last week. Because I, I listened back and I guess where our heads was, were, were at was just like, those are the rules of a, a, a country, a government, and I don't feel like 
well, we 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 collectively didn't feel like uh, countries should be imposing their laws on another another countries. However, if you're a player and you're representing your country and you feel that you want to like make your stand, I'm all here for it, man. Like that, and everyone says that sports and politics shouldn't mix, but we live in a world where you can't escape certain things that are happening. So I feel like some of the best best of, like some of the best things that have happened politically have happened in sport Absolutely. when a player takes a stand you know so now all, all power to them man it, it, it's dope to see yeah and it just brings things to light doesn't yeah, it yeah it does day, like, it does if you didn't hear about a story maybe now you have yeah um so yeah like i love some of those things that have been happening um we so we Stephen, who was um obviously our man on the ground during this world cup mm-hmm. um has been trying to cover as much as possible visually on our social media. So um, I know that we asked a question and we had a we had a bit of a conversation starter in yeah. the DMs. Yeah, we did, we did. Um, so Stephen basically was at the Senegal game. Who was Senegal playing? Uh, uh, Senegal were playing the first they game. They won, didn't they? Yeah. They... No, second game. Second game. Oh, Senegal would have played against Qatar. Qatar, Qatar. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. They were playing Qatar. That's correct. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the game. They won two 0 Three one. The game ended three one. Totally wrong. <laughs> and um, from our experiences, we obviously we were on the ground at Afcon. We where Senegal won uh, Afcon, the African Cup of Nations, and we were very privileged to see the fans in in all their glory. Senegalese fans. Do not sit down. They chant. They active gas. <laughs> they they chant. They um, play music. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They sing and they have, there's this really weird, um, not weird, sorry, not weird. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not weird, but they have like this. They have this um, instrument that sounds like a click, and they just click all game. I remember which one. It's awesome. Like it's like, but it's like all throughout the game, right? So they were they were probably doing the same thing at the game uh, last week against Qatar, and they were told or asked by security to sit down. So Stephen posed the question on our socials to our audience and asked whether or not um, it was right for security to do that. Uh, it was like he basically had um, 
He had three questions for our audience. It was, did the security have the right to sit them down? Should they be more understanding? Or was it difficult to say? Uh, unanimously, people agreed that the security should have more understanding. But we were also given, um, uh, like, some feedback, I guess, a comment from one of our listeners basically said this, and it would be great to get everybody's thoughts on it. Yeah. So, um, Katara taking a world game and trying to shape it in their culture. Whilst I appreciate every culture is different, and we should respect that, Qatari culture is still so far behind the strides the world is making towards a level playing field for humans. For me, that means it's not worthy for hosting the World Cup. A game where everybody is supposed to feel welcome. Being told not to stand is anti-football, in my opinion, but captains being told not to wear rainbow armbands is anti-human rights. And let's not even start on their modern slave trade or their attitudes to women. Don't get me wrong, every country and culture has their problems, but I thought societal progress had taken us past the point of accepting the cultural norms of Qatar for the World Cup. It's very difficult trying to balance my love for the game and my team with the context of where the games are being held. This will be a shameful part of FIFA's history. Oh, that's, that's an emphatic statement. Yeah. Um, all right, so I had a little think about this. Okay. And if we take a step back mm-hmm. and think about the reason why countries pitch to, to host World Cups in the first place, yeah. a lot of the time is for brand building, right, of the, of the country. And I think mm. the Middle East in particular are aggressively, aggressively trying to legitimize themselves as a credible sports nations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you look at you look at Qatar and all the investments they've got in in football clubs, whether that's PSG, uh, Man City. You look at um, Saudi, and they've been hosting a lot of boxing fights. They're actually trying to recruit Ronaldo to come and play for one yeah, of the teams. Yeah, 225 M's for three years. Incredible. Mad. Um, you look at how they... Aramco, which I believe is Qatari-owned, is one of the key sponsors of Formula One, and you have a lot of Formula One races now. In, in the Middle East. So as a part of the world, the Middle East is really trying to, um, yeah, like grow in, in, the, in the sports world, right? But further to that, Qatar are really trying to utilize the World Cup as uh, a means of, um, yeah, just showcasing the country to the, to, on a global stage. Yeah, yeah. Now, my thing is this. With the World Cup being hosted there, there's more eyes and ears on some of their rules, policies, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I feel like what it's actually doing is shedding light on these parts of the world. I don't personally believe in judging a country on their laws, especially if they're, like, religiously backed. Yeah. And I think, actually, what this World Cup is doing is uniting and bringing more people together. mm mm-hmm. We spoke about some of the acts of the athletes and, and what they're doing. So I guess my overall point to wrap this up is by hosting the World Cup here, yeah. it's actually shining so much more of a light on a lot of these things that people are disgusted by I, than it would have if it wasn't there. And it's yeah. actually uniting communities and bringing people together. So like by... It, it's almost like holding a mirror up to the like to Qatar... 
and their like their laws, their policies to say, look, this is what's happening in other parts of the world. Like maybe have a, a look at yourself and how things are are run. Basically, is what you're saying. I'm basically saying like, if the World Cup wasn't hosted here, yeah, people would never know about some of the things that they disagree with mm-hmm. about Qatar. Mm-hmm. So. It's either going to work for Qatar by hosting the World Cup or it's going to backfire because people yeah. are like, nah, I'm not a fan of X law or mm, this and that. Mm. So I think either way, because Toby, I, I totally hear what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, it's a tricky one because I feel like when we talk about sport in general, if you really dive into every faction of different sports, you're, you're going to find something you don't like. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying turn a blind eye to things. Yeah. But at what point do we... Uh, yeah, like, where do we... Where, where does the moral compass kick in? Yeah. I think... Yeah, go on, go on. Go on no, go on, no, go on. I can chime in after. Uh, I was going to... I was going to play something that I've sent to you guys from John Barnes. And it was quite interesting to get his take on, like, what's been happening at the World Cup anyway. So, uh... Now, have you changed your mind about what we might view Qatar, Qataris like? I've also heard Boris Johnson call Muslim women letterboxes. So how are we viewed? That's what we have to think about. So, of course, this Qatari minister may have said what he said, but what the Qatar World Cup is doing, it's inviting everybody to come, but just be respectful of our culture, of our religion, and of our laws. They have relaxed a lot of the laws. Look at the drinking laws. You can drink, but the fact that you now can't drink in a stadium for 90 minutes, we're trying to beat them with a stick. As much as they've relaxed those drinking laws, can we not do without alcohol for It turns out you can drink if you're very rich and you're in a corporate hospitality, <laughs> well, but not if you're those Welsh fans who are out no. in their fans well, this to be honest, it's a bit similar when you go to a lot of the Premier League matches, whereby they can't afford to be drinking, but in the corporate mm-hmm. boxes at some clubs, they can and secondly, you look at situations like, for example, the Crusader um, debate the as to whether the outfits. Yeah, yeah. And if you know that the way that Crusaders are viewed in that yeah. part of the world, it's very similar if somebody was going to come to a football match and wear a Nazi uniform. Do you think, though, John, I mean, because the expectation, the hope is that by spreading football to all the different corners of the world, you grow the game. That's, that's yeah. the reason they've got it there. Yeah. Do you think that people's attitude towards Qatar and the Middle East will change through the World Cup? Because what we have seen is the restrictions, not just from Qatar, but FIFA placing restrictions yes. on whether you can wear the One Love armband. Yeah. FIFA have placed restrictions that the Qataris are only implementing, they're just very strict about implementing. Yeah. Do you think that is going to change people's perspective? Football can't change people's perspective. Life changes your perspective. Is football changing perspective here because the players took a knee? No. You have to look at it from an institutional point of view, from a societal point of view, from a moral, intellectual point of view, from a colonial point of view, in terms of what we believe and others believe. But I believe that if you go to somebody's country where we're saying the same thing for people who come here who may not believe in our laws or believe that they're right, they have to respect our laws while they're here. Mm-hmm. So if we don't respect their laws, do not go. If footballers don't feel or they feel they want to do something, be it an armband, be it outspoken, and they're not allowed to, make a stand and say, I'm not going because I really believe in this. So... That was John Barnes on this morning, Britain. Very well executed. Yeah, you know, and I, I really liked um, the picture of like the crusade out of outfit of, of British fans when they go to certain countries to wear and support England, without potentially knowing the historical context behind wearing those things, and then to juxtapose that with saying like if a German was to wear a Nazi uniform it's the same sort of thing you know and I just find it really uh, one thing that he definitely said in there that was really poignant for me was like football can't change people's perspective like like life and experience can 
And to just back up what, what Yaf was saying, I feel like this World Cup will allow people to, again, especially the Qatari people, to be like, okay, well, if this is what people are fighting for or potentially what they believe in, it might be something that they could, like, not overturn, but have a look at themselves, you know? So I, I, think, it's, it, I think this World Cup, although it has been marred by the politics that are behind it, is good for conversation. And for people. Exactly, yeah. You know? That that was that's where I was trying to go. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And uh yeah, we should also add that that comment came from someone such as John Barnes, who in the past has been ridiculed by the community for some of the things he hasn't said, some of the things he has said. So I think it was great that he was able to speak so uh, passionately and so clearly and in many cases correctly about certain things and um ad- advancing no oh Obeying laws and customs and saying, uh, saying sorry, like if 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 you're in a land, you, should, you like you should obey it and it's okay to not. You don't have to drink a beer to enjoy a match, but um, also what you said, life change perspective. What do you call it? A football doesn't. Let's not forget in 2014, the world was really scared about the World Cup being in 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 Brazil, about theft, about mm. crime. A lot of things were, were were being like you know like projected onto the footballing public, and for what I understand, it was a very safe and very pleasant World Cup. In 2018, a lot of people were, were very nervous that it was uh, it was set in a, a World Cup that was governed by the, still the president now, Vladimir Putin. Apparently, and we have friends that are from Egypt and Nigeria and different parts of the world that had a great time. It was a very like joyous occasion. So hopefully, John Barnes' point can be correct, where people can go to Qatar. And have no, have had no inference or instance or reference to what the country will be like. Be there on the ground and be like, you know what, this country was quite pleasant. Now, if every country has laws to poke at or to think, oh, that's not great. Because in four years' time, the World Cup will be, will be primarily set in the USA and then Mexico and Canada as supporting nations. At this moment in time, in a lot of states in America, a woman cannot legally get an abortion. So there is something about women's rights right there, right? So I think by no instance are we, by no example, by no, you know, in no occasion are we trying to say that Qatari, the Qatar laws are bulletproof, we should respect them because in the country. No, no. Some of them are travesty, just like some laws everywhere in every country. So um, I think it's important that we hold others to our high moral of standards and don't become creatures of convenience just because it's in the Middle East and it's not a, uh, for footballing culture, yeah, for pass over to you. And, and I have I have a question because um, I know that there's been a huge, huge conversation um, from people around people who were part of the LGBTQIA plus community. What have Qataris said about those communities coming to the World Cup? To my knowledge, they said they'll welcome them with open arms. Mm. So I'm super, super curious to hear from that community who've who've gone to the World Cup and yeah. understand what their experiences yeah. were because I understand all of the points that have been trying to made with the, the rainbow armband, etc. But if I'm not mistaken, and this is maybe you guys can fact check me, whatever, the Qatari um, people have said they'll accept and welcome them with open arms. So I would love to hear after post-World Cup what people's experiences were yeah, from that community. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I respect the question though, and I think it creates a lot of conversation, yeah. which is, which is neat. I mean that, the fact to your point, the fact that the the World Cup is at Qatar mm. creates these conversations. Yeah, 
allows us to progress and move forward. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I'm gonna probably take a little swift turn. Uh, a weird one, not a weird one, but <laughs> it's it's bit of a, bit of a funny. Yeah, turn. it's definitely funny. It's not weird because of what you did, but in terms of how we, yeah, you know, take it away. <laughs> Where we're going? Yeah, yeah. Ironically, a child just came on the screen. Yeah, so it came up on my feed probably like two days ago. Oh boy, that <clears throat> fashion brand Balenciaga. Uh, their latest campaign was promoting images of child pornography. Okay. And there wasn't much outrage for their decision straight away. Yaf has the, um, the, the, what do you have up? Sorry. Get up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. actually has like the um, the actual statement from Balenciaga, but maybe I should give you, you guys a little bit more context. So, um, yeah, so there was, I guess, three or four images that came out for their latest campaign. There was young children that were being photographed holding teddy bears, which were in bondage, uh, bondage outfits, and. Um, there was also a court document from, uh, I don't know what year. I'm not going to... 2008. 2008. Yeah. Citing... Citing child pornography. So I'm I'm trying to get it up right here. Uh, Okay. All right. All right, so it all began when Balenciaga published images from their recent gift shops photo shoot. The campaign was shot earlier this month to promote the brand's collection of holiday gifts, including champagne glasses, pillows, studded dogs, bowls, and teddy bear handbags. The photo shoot was taken by a National Geographic photographer. Yes. Gabriel Gallimberti. Gallimberti. Sorry if I butchered your name, but you butchered those shots. Um, <laughs> who framed photo series Toy Stories, which mimicked the campaign. However, the campaign didn't start, didn't spark backlash until this week, when social media users noticed the plush toys appear to be dressed in bondage and BDSM gear, including fishnet tops, studded level harnesses, and collars with locks. While Balenciaga's gift shop campaign was criticised for featuring teddy bear bonded bags. A separate Balenciaga shoot also received oh backlash boy. for featuring Supreme Court documents on child pornography cases. Oh boy. The photo shoot in question came from Balenciaga's collaboration with Adidas, which featured Bella Hadid oh and Isabel Huppert. Huppert. I can't... Apologies to her as well. Yeah, posing in New York City's offices in the ad. Court papers used as props were identified as being from the 2008 Supreme Court case, United States versus Williams, which criminalized the pandering of child pornography. The ruling reaffirmed the constitutionality of the Protect Act, a federal law 
that increased penalties for sexual exploitation and other abuse of children. Why? Throw it in the bin. Why? Throw it all away. Burn it. Thoughts? Burn it. Burn it all. Burn the whole fucking company down. Like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I don't even... I don't know where to begin, but it's like... First and foremost, yeah... Balenciaga weren't going to apologise. It's only They only apologised because they got caught. Bro, for that to go... We've all worked in... We've all worked for major brands. Yeah. For a very, very long time. Yes. And we know the process that it takes to get these things approved, to get these things through levels and levels of, of management... It goes to your CMO, creative directors, all the way to the top. And people will have to say yes. Throw everything away. Throw everything and everyone away. Put it in the bin, bro. Because there's no way, like, that someone would have seen that and be like, this is cool. The photographer, throw them away. The creative director, throw them away. Who who comes up to a shoot and sees a child on the thing with all of that and being like, yeah, I'll take the photograph. It's mad. It's really mad. It's fucking insane, it's bro. Really and 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 the, the the fact of the matter is that, like, as I said, they weren't gonna apologize. They only apologized because they got caught. And even in their apology, I don't even think they were really saying sorry. What so for you guys, what is the worst crime? Is it doing it or is it the fact that they weren't actually gonna apologize? Both. Doing it is disgusting. Cause I think the bigger the the thing that um gets me the most is the fact that they weren't going to actually apologise. Bruv. Because, do you know what, yeah? Like, okay. everyone, all brands have made mistakes in the past. No. And I'm not, I'm not, and I, listen, hey, I'm not condoning <laughs> what they did here. I am not condoning. The fucking hope not. For one second what they done here. But the fact that you weren't going to apologise, bro, mm. until shit started hitting the fan, that's some, that's for me, it makes it wild because of the severity of what's been included in these campaigns. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all remember H&M, Coolest Monkey in the Jungle. Yeah. They had the black kid wearing the, the jumper. Yeah. Big L. Big L. But to my knowledge, they, they apologised pretty rapidly. Removed the product. That yeah. was that. Yeah. These companies know what they're doing. I, I, I'm, I'm just... So, so my thoughts are this, right? It's like... I'm all for people's creativity, mm. but at a certain point, then there must, there must be, there must be boundaries. And like, to include a kid, the kid is literally, if you, if you see the images, they're still available online. This kid holding this teddy bear, which has literally got bondage, BDSM stuff on. I'm like, bro, you shouldn't even be exposing kids to no. stuff like that. No. Do you know what I mean? And I get that we, we live in a more liberal world now, we, you know, no, we're liberal. trying to, we're trying to teach our kids different things. But the, I mean, there, there is a certain line where, I mean, that kid is being used as marketing materials yeah, yeah. to promote a product. It's just like, what the hell is going on, bruv? What is hap- What is going on? This, the, 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 the New Testament, the return of Christ is coming, bruv. Speaking of which, Kanye West, <laughs> uh, now presently known as Ye, was, uh, very quick to see why uh, celebrities haven't come out and said anything. Um, 
if you don't mind, uh, you know, this podcast isn't a quote-reading podcast, but I would like to quote, no, quote Mr. Please, Ye. Please, please. Mr. Like Ye it. says, they tried, to they tried to destroy me in press. They is Balenciaga. They tried to destroy all of my businesses at the same time, and the world saw it. And no one's saying anything. You know, as far as, like, none of the celebrities, so this just shows you all celebrities are controlled. You don't see no celebrities talking about the Balenciaga situation. Right. So that just shows you all of these celebrities out here. Don't let them influence you in any way because they're controlled by the people who really influence the world. There's no such thing as a celebrity influencer. you got to take... Yeah, you're yeah, a, bit, just a little bit bitter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit bitter. you, you, you got to... Because not too long ago, we were discouraging... Like, we had discouraging words for him. And he has been... Uh, throughout his whole career he's been outspoken and been saying things that not everybody agrees with but in this occasion you you start to see um the the, the, the not the, I would not want to call it the truth cuz I don't know it's the truth but the truth of the matter is that the the brands that are in these positions do control a lot of what we see and we follow right and That's a good point actually for someone like Balenciaga to put out a campaign around Christmas that has child pornography or even the slight um, inkling of that yeah, like references. references in their in their work and their campaign material, it's just like what are you trying? What are you trying to tell? To say what are you trying to like broadcast to your audience? And it puts me in a... It not doesn't put me in a whip, but it's like, how many other brands do this shit as well? Yeah. Before I go, I just want to get Mr. Wilson's thoughts because I know he's he always has a very profound... Uh, no pressure. Uh, no, it's... Um, yeah, it was very upsetting. I think it was very disturbing because I never knew that it was two separate shoots. I never knew until you just told yeah, me. Uh, thanks to your... Thanks to your... What do you call it? Quote reading. Uh, yeah. Um, which is kind of disturbing, not very disturbing, sorry, let me say. Um, a part of me thinks, not that I am pro-Illuminati, but a part of me thinks that, also, oh, as in, I believe in that conspiracy theory, that sometimes, it's almost like these um, fashion houses are like, yo, 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 let's just see how much influence we do and do some fucked up shit and see how, like, and, like, or, or, it's, it's almost as if they want to, like, push the boat to see how far they can go with something and then just watch basically nothing happen because people are just still in love with the brand for its clout or its values and how it can amplify. I don't know. It's very strange. And also, it's ironic that we're mentioning Kim... Uh, I messed up that. I don't know. We're mentioning Kanye West because uh, his... Uh, not not ex-wife, but his um, partner that they're separating, Kim Kardashian, has taken, I believe, nine or ten days to come out with... Um, a statement. She's their brand ambassador, one of their brand ambassadors, and says she is reevaluating her relationship. And it's like, well, surely there's some things that cause you not to re. And we've lost Kwame. Um, whilst we, whilst we wait for Kwame to come back online, um, I do believe he was actually trying to talk about Kim Kardashian. And the fact that she was very slow to denounce the behaviour of yeah. Balenciaga. And it does seem that she will still continue to 
do work with them. Which is really... I don't think she can. I don't, I don't think she will, to no, be honest. Well, I hope she doesn't. But it's really interesting, even given, like, the her her and Kanye West's relationship and Ye's relationship with, like, his daughter and TikTok and literally just, like, um, social media platforms yeah. and how he believes that these platforms are, like, using children in a way which children shouldn't be exposed to at such a young age. I don't, I'm not sure if the brand can come back for the, from this, to be honest. I don't think um, so. I think all of their major ambassadors will have no choice but to stay You'd hope away. so. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, this is, this is something that doesn't just offend one particular community. Yeah. It's not racism. Mm. It's not ableism. It's mm. not sexism. Mm. This is something that affects everyone. It's like in jail, the person that did something with kids is the one that everyone hates. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like this... Um, I don't know why I referenced that. I was watching something recently that made me... Anyway. Um, this, yeah, this is, a, this is a topic that is very, very close to, to everyone. Anyone and everyone. Mm. And so I think because of that, uh, we'll, see, we'll see big, big impact on Balenciaga. I mean... Curious to see what it does to their bottom line. Curious, because, I mean, I'm not sure if they're public. Uh, who are they? What part? They might be part oh, of Caring. Is it Caring? Possibly. Okay, okay. Curious to see what shareholders and the pressure from the top, what happens there. Yeah. Um, once they start losing ambassadors, that affects their credibility. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, like, you, you mentioned, like, brands and the influence they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, my 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 bigger question is when are brands gonna stop fucking up? I that's a fucking good question. Because this, this is a huge L. Like this is a huge L. Um, so yeah, man. I I don't know. I I, I think it's. I I would I would really really hope that the right course of action happens now, mm. and that. But you know what, bro, like, you know you just said that you don't know when brands are going to stop fucking up. I genuinely think that this was something that was done purposeful. Like, they did it on purpose. You reckon? Yeah, bro, there's no way you can make a mistake with that. Like, you know what you're doing. I, I even, even the whole H&M gaffe, I'm sure they knew what they were doing, bro. Do you know, like... I know Kwame. Kwame's not on the on the on the line right now, and he was just talking about like conspiracy and Illuminati and whatever and what have you. And not to say that I believe in those types of things or that I am a huge conspiracist, but there are people in this world, right, that do things with an ulterior motive, just the same way that we that there are religious people that that support. Uh, and and follow Christ and follow mm-hmm. Islam and follow like all of the other um, religions in the world. Mm-hmm. There are also Satanists, bro. Like there's people that like follow the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And for me, like this thing that they've definitely put into their work has the 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 feeling of something very evil in it. Like you can't. I I don't. I don't actually. That can't just be a mistake. That can't that can't be a mistake to me. Then. I feel like it was intentional, and I'm glad that they got caught because 
a brand like that, you can't stand. You can't. You can, there's no way you can continue after that. So the, to back up what you're saying, yeah, I don't feel like they can bounce back from this. This is not something that you can just, like, cleverly wash away and be like, okay, we're sorry, here's our new range. It's like, fuck that, you're done. Throw it in the bin, innit? Because, the, like, as you said, it doesn't... It's not something that is just targeting one group of people. People have children. Yeah. And children are everywhere and are the future so for a brand like Balenciaga a global brand to do that it doesn't sit well with me and it's really interesting like I haven't heard anything from Adidas yet I look at it like this go on if the shoe was on the other foot yeah no pun intended yeah the brand will be so quick to cancel the perpetrator this is what I'm saying we saw it straight away with with Ye, yeah, right. We've seen it immediately yeah. with Balenciaga. Yeah. So, the question I'm asking mm. myself and everyone that's listening is, yeah. how quickly are customers and ambassadors going to do the same with Balenciaga? You got to throw it away. Throw like, you have to throw it away. Dash it in the bin. Yeah. Dash it where? No, nobody. No. <sighs> I'd like throw it away, man. Okay, you good? Yeah, man, back. we're good. We're hey. good. good. You recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. And um, uh, all cool. good with that. Yeah, all good. Yeah, we lost him for a little bit. We'll just. We, I basically picked up your your comment about Kim, yeah. and then we we basically went into talking about um, like how Balenciaga not Balenciaga not being able to come back. And I circled back on your point about like conspiracy, and how like uh, there are certain people in this world that are just demonic, bro, and like. Even if you look at, like, uh, I saw a picture of um, the designer and the work that she's done and some of the photos that she had on her, like, either her page or portfolio, you're like, this is fucked up. This is weird, man. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, we live in a time where, yes, everything feels to be a little bit more liberal and things are uh, becoming more commonly acceptable. But that doesn't mean that, like, evil should just be able to sit and run free. Do you know what I mean? Like, this shit is 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 damning. Do you know what I mean? I don't... I don't fuck with it at all, man. I don't. So, yeah. Balenciaga's getting thrown in the bin, bruv. I've just been reading their statement, and it's like... Who's this, Balenciaga? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to summarise, they're basically just saying, our oh, bad. Our oh, bad. Our bad. How many... All right, all right. For those of you that They're don't know... They're responsibility. Go on. They're just apologising, really. Hey, for those of you who don't know how campaigns come and go, right? Fashion works on, like, what? A year cycle. Yeah, sometimes right? a year and Some, a half. Even. Sometimes a year and a half. Which means that... In order for you to get... emails during <laughs> the recording. What are you doing, Kwame? <laughs> um, for, in order for a, a campaign to be greenlit, it means that a creative or creative team, a strategist even, would have to get a brief. It will go to a creative. They'll come up with a concept. The concept will go through rounds of approval. It will then go through the, uh, the creative director... It'll go through to the CMO. 
and all of these people have to say yes. You then have to go out and source the people that are going to go and shoot it, the models, the the people that are going to be like in in the actual shoot, and then you have your shoot. And then after after the shots even done, post production. You're going through edits. You're looking at photographs. You're selecting photographs. Nothing is done by accident. If you see anything that is on your screens right now, it has been thought through and scrutinized to every little detail. There's no way, there is no way that that work goes through Balenciaga's business without somebody seeing it and being like, what? And if they aren't, that's the problem. So let me ask you guys a question then. What do Balenciaga need to do me- next? Liquidate the company. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are the next steps? What are the next steps that you would like to see from them, guys? Um, yeah, like I think a more powerful uh, apology, a, a, a true admission of responsibility if that's correct, where you're like, yo, this is on us. We're sorry. I'm trying to think now in my head as we speak way to, like, it, it, this This has nothing to do with money or, do, or or donations. This has to come from the company, not a person, but this has to come from, like, deep. And this has to be a, a way they, there has to be an action that is felt and that is, that is like, very sincere. Like, I've, it's weird to say this, but maybe, like, yeah. Uh, I, I, were you going to do I, that? Because is, uh, were you going to say, like, give back to certain communities and X, no, Y, and Z? No, no, I wasn't even thinking no. about that. No, because I even about, that... I was, thinking, I, was, I was thinking about, like, terminating the photographers, uh, but then, like, those people were inside the company that said, no, we sack everyone involved in that project. So Sack yeah, them, I'm, yes. I'm, sack I'm, everybody that was involved in that campaign. I'm everybody in that was... Everybody that was involved in that campaign should be sacked. Even the little runner that they had on the shoot, bruv. The little runner might be the most innocent person. But no, Yo, like everybody you, has to go. But like, well, when you were speaking, like, there, there is a chance, there is a small chance that somebody missed this. Or, sorry, all of them. Because like you said, in global creative reviews for these big companies, it, it goes past a lot of eyes. A lot. Yeah. We're talking like at least, at least 30. Maybe, and probably even more. Probably even more. So th- th- this may have been a human error, quite a big one, but like there needs to be... Uh, so at the moment, long story short, I don't have anything on top of my head which to, which Blenchard can do to best uh, to best uh, apologise. Human, human error, yeah, is forgetting to turn off your lights in a cost of living crisis. This is just a serious... Human, human error lack of judgment. is forgetting your keys and getting locked outside. This is bullshit, bruv. Yeah. You know what's it's the worst bullshit. thing? You know what's the worst thing? In a month or two, when after this goes down, people wearing their hoodies and whatnot, and it'll be cool. Nah. If I see if I see someone wearing Balenciaga, I'm going to look at them the wrong way, bro. I'm dashing away everything. Yeah, because in this day and age, when people are wearing a brand, they represent what that brand stands, stands for. for. So I think oh, that there don't. will be a lot of people don't. that are trying to disassociate. They only they only re- represent what a brand stands for in terms of clout. I think at a certain level, yes, but the tastemakers, people that associate themselves with brands at the highest levels, i.e., Kim Kardashian, 
Hayley Bieber, all of these types of people, they mess with a brand because they like it. They they can, let's be honest, if Kim Kardashian can endorse any brand, get paid X amount of money, people are going to wear it because Kim Kardashian's wearing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she, can, she, can, she can mess with, any, like she has the power to mess with any brand she wants. She chooses to associate with Balenciaga. Therefore, her views and Balenciaga's views are aligned. If she disassociates herself from them, that's going to have a huge impact on Balenciaga and the rest, in my opinion. Agreed. But they're so, so huge. So let's see. Let's see. Let's they're keep so huge. On. I, I, I wonder if it'll just be a... What do you call it? A, a, a just a, a drop in the ocean. A flash in the pan. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I think this has major repercussions for the brand, the people associated, um, and hopefully they get their just result, just desserts. It's it's scandalous what people can get away, brands can get away, with, people and brands can get away with. Uh, Kyrie Irving has been dragged through the ringer. So has um, Kanye West. So have a bunch of other people, you know. But I think we said it last time. I still think it's amazing. Brett Favre <laughs> stole five million dollars from the poorest inhabitants of was it Louisiana or Minnesota, wherever. Who's Brett Favre? Oh, sorry. Thank you very much. Brett Favre is a legendary NFL quarterback who has been um, basically he was yeah he ha- he has a daughter that goes to university and he was taking money from the poorest inhabitants from a governed official. Of, of the state he lives in to build a school or a project for his daughter's volleyball team. The press know this. As of yet, Brett Favre has not had to make any kind of groveling apology because there's so much going on in the world, Brett Favre has been allowed to... So if you can take five million from uh, the poorest inhabitants, like, I mean, yeah, like, as, as in taking their money that they should get from benefits or tax breaks or what have you, he's getting that, and then you aren't... You aren't like you aren't um, ridiculed or uh, blamed. Then I think Balenciaga in a month will be fine. Unfortunately, that's what I think. Not because of Brett Favre, but just because other companies have have avoided um, scandals. And after a while, people forget. We have so much right. news that are, like news in the month is old news, and we forget. We are we are we are over we over consume. So we get, we get hungry for something else very very, very quickly. We'll see, man. We'll see yeah. because yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. <laughs> hey, um, I don't want to see it. I did want to end this on a positive note. Go for Still it, sticking with the fashion fee match. Go for it. Go for it. Um, well, positive is maybe not the right word, but um, it's a year since Virgil has passed. R.I.P. Virgil. Man. Um, and the positive side of it is just that his. His influence, legacy. his legacy still remains so, so strong. And I saw a few people again posting up today and their interactions yeah. with him. And um, yeah, man, I'm just... Every time I think about that guy, I just smile. Because mm. I hear... like the more, the more people I speak to that got the chance to work with him, um, they just tell these beautiful stories of who he was as a person and mm. the stuff that he did. And um, yeah, I think his... His ethos f- through what he did with Off White, um, what he the, the foundations that he set with Louis Vuitton, um, they'll still they're, they're not going anywhere. Um, so I just wanted to shout out Big V, yeah, yeah, 
and um, your legacy continues, my brother. Rest in power, my friend. Um, you've been listening to the Out of Fun podcast with Kieran, Yaf, and Kwame. Big shout out to Stephen out in Qatar. Showtime, Steve, the man on the ground. Uh, thank you very much for giving us your ears for another hour on another Thursday. Please share the pod, tell your friends to tell a friend, and we'll be back with more out of home loveliness next week. Peace. Peace. Love that. You London boys are crazy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.